Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet. I'm going to be sharing with you some key highlights and takeaways from my week at Denver Startup Week. Denver Startup Week is hosted by the community for the community in Denver, and it's a celebration of everything entrepreneurial in Denver. And it is the largest free event of its kind. There's different workshops and keynotes throughout the week. And this is my first week attending. And I was able to attend three different sessions and really was blown away by the quality of the speakers and just that sense of community that I felt as an entrepreneur. You know, so many times we feel so isolated and alone. And to be in a room with other people, you know, founding companies, building their dreams. It was very inspiring. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you just a few key takeaways that I had from the sessions this week. So let's dive in. Welcome to Strut It, a place where CEOs and entrepreneurs circle up and get real about how hard and deeply rewarding this whole forging your own path thing is. As a bold dreamer and innovator, it can feel like your house burns down 50 times each day as you try to build the non-conventional life you love. In this podcast, we will dance with the flames of uncertainty, self-doubt, and money scarcity as we build the business empire of our dreams so that we no longer fear the fire, but welcome the heat. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury, and I built a six-figure dance studio business from a Craigslist ad and a brilliant idea. Together, we strut through the flames of business ownership, sharing the crucial mindsets, strategies, and collaborations of a life and business dance full out. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here. I'm going to be sharing three key takeaways from my time at Denver Startup Week, and I'm sharing these with you because... These were the golden nuggets that have really stuck with me and they've really supported me in feeling more grounded in my business. So I'm excited to share those with you. I hope that they will be awesome game changers for you as well. Before we dive in, I want to share that tomorrow is my birthday. September 27th is my birthday. I'm turning 42 years old and I am super pumped. Here's the thing. I find that in our society, especially as a woman, we're kind of supposed to feel like, ooh, getting older is bad. It's something that's not good. We have to try to age backwards and 40s, the new 30 and all this stuff. But here's the truth. I feel so grateful, first of all, to be 42 because that means I am alive and I have air in my lungs and my heart is still beating. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe, for that. Secondly, I find that as I move into my 40s, I am feeling more confident. I am feeling more empowered to take up space in my own life, in relationships, in my business. And so I just want to be, I just want to be honest that it feels good to actually feel good about your birthday and not feel like it's a weird constricted place. And so, and I don't think I've always necessarily been in that headspace. So it feels really good to be here. And I encourage you, whatever age you are, to just know that my goodness, life just gets richer and richer and that we can always start again. We can always change our belief systems and the stories and the old patterns 
And every day is a new day to begin again and create a life that lights us up. And I am so excited about this life that I am creating, my present day moment, just feeling into my body, how strong I feel as a 42-year-old woman. I am I am so blessed. I'm so grateful. And I wanted to share that, that positivity with you today because I Sometimes we just don't get that enough, especially as women when when we age. So for my birthday, I would love for you to leave a review for this podcast. If you haven't already rated and reviewed this podcast, I invite you to do so today as a birthday gift to me. I will see it. I will read it. I will respond to you. Um, and that really helps us to reach more people. And we, we really try to show up consistently for you, delivering high value content that will absolutely change your life and your business. So if you've ever gotten anything out of the show, please check in to make sure you're subscribed to the show that you have rated and left a review because that really, truly makes a difference. And that is the best birthday gift you can give me. So send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email, whatever it is, and I will give you a big virtual hug and say thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of this show. Okay, so let's get into the three key takeaways from Denver Startup Week. Before I share those with you, I just want to kind of paint the the picture that I, you know, going into this week, I really didn't know what to expect, but I was a little bit honestly concerned because if you, if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I am totally against the normal way of doing business, which is like hustle until you're burned out, until you hate your business and you've built this monster and you're just working 80 hours a week, you have no life and it's just kind of a nightmare. <laughs> and when I went into Denver Startup Week, I was a little bit worried that it would be that masculine energy of like that hustle culture of just like, okay, you know, like I don't, I don't know why I thought that. I just, I really genuinely didn't know what to expect. But I, I guess because that to me feels like a more mainstream way of you have to work yourself to death, you have to have no work-life balance, you have to work 80 hours a week, you must sacrifice yourself to your business. Like all those storylines are pretty, I, I, I thought, mainstream. And so I was a little bit hesitant. And let me tell you that the three sessions that I went to for Denver Startup Week were so aligned with with my beliefs, with how I'm wanting to build my business. And I I just want to say like, wow, thank you. And I want to celebrate that these ideas of actually creating a business that is aligned with you and your zone of genius and prioritizing your mental health and having a work-life balance. It was so refreshing to actually hear these things at this big summit. I was very pleasantly surprised. All right, so let's get into the three takeaways. The first couple takeaways were from a presentation that I saw that was given by the CEO and founder of Ibotta, Brian Leach. And I was really blown away by his presentation, but one of the biggest takeaways that I had from his talk is that 
he was really being vulnerable and honest about what it what life is actually like as a CEO and founder of a company because let's be honest many of us kind of think oh once you know must be so nice for them right like they came up with this idea now they have this multi-million dollar company there's the CEO they have a huge paycheck like wow it must be so great for them And what I really appreciated about Brian's speech is that he lifted the curtain and really shared what it was actually like as a, you know, high level CEO and founder. And what I really appreciated is that he said one thing that he wished he had known 10 years ago is he said, I thought that being a founder and an entrepreneur, you know, the most important thing was just having that brilliance, having that brilliant idea, being really smart, you know, working really hard, having the right connections, all of that. But he said, you know what I've realized is that entrepreneurship is all about mental and emotional resilience. And so rather than focusing so much of our energy on strategies and the brilliance of someone, what what we need to be working on all the time and every day is our mental and, and emotional resilience. Because the truth is, being an entrepreneur, being a CEO and a founder is not easy. And with it comes a great amount of risk, not only is your business, your money, your time, your energy on the line, but you have your employees that you're caring for. And what he was describing is that as your company grows, your anxiety level will also grow. And here's why. Because in the beginning, when you're small, you have a lot of control over all of the moving pieces, right? You care deeply about your company and you have a great amount of control over, you know, day to day. But as your company grows and expands and scales over time, you're inevitably hiring a team, you're you're getting board members, you're getting investors, you're getting all the key players in your organization and your care for your company increases as the control you have over the day-to-day decreases. And he said that is a recipe for anxiety. What we can do about that is focus on our mental and emotional resilience. And so he gave lots of ideas as to how to build that up. One piece that he shared is that he has a therapist. And he said, honestly, as a CEO, I, I think everyone should have a therapist. It is the mental health is such a major aspect of all of this. And so he said that that is probably one of the most valuable hours he spends in his week is seeing his therapist, which I thought it was really refreshing to see someone standing on stage telling people, you know, uh, to, to go get a therapist. I think mental health is, is still kind of stigmatized in our society. Having a therapist is kind of stigmatized. And so for him to kind of publicly suggest that to CEOs and entrepreneurs as part of growing your business, I thought was 
freaking brilliant. And another piece that he shared was don't be a super founder. You don't have to pretend to have it figured all out. And that was really something I needed to hear because I can be really hard on myself. You know, I've, I've had my, my dance studio, wedding dance coach for 12 years. And I realized recently how hard I had been on myself because we have had some holes in our onboarding process where some of my instructors are not getting the, the information or they're not retaining it or um, there's been some stickiness, like it hasn't been flowing, our onboarding process as, as well. So we've been working on that. But I had the story going in my head of like, Elizabeth, you've been in business for 12 years. Like, how do you not have this figured out yet? Like I was being so hard on myself. And what I realized is this piece of you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to do it all on your own. So what he suggested is this simple process of getting support so that way you're not pretending to be the super founder. You're not pretending to be the super CEO that has to just you know pretend to have all the answers and have it all figured out because that is exhausting, right? And it also doesn't really foster connection, right? It doesn't foster connection with your team, with your board members. What we all need is that vulnerability. And even as a boss, as a CEO, it is so important to actually be honest about when you don't know the next right thing. You don't know the next step. That you actually don't have to have it figured out. And that's kind of the biggest takeaway for me is like, I there's no world in which any CEO or founder just has it all figured out before they go and do it. That is a, that is a bold-faced lie. You figure it out by doing. You learn by doing. You learn, you fall down, that didn't work. Okay, let's rebuild. Let's get back up. Let's try something else. Okay, that that worked a little bit better, but that piece still didn't work. Okay, let's let's shift. And the truth is, no matter what stage of growth your company is at, that process will never end. So that is part of why as a CEO and entrepreneur, your emotional and Mental resilience is the most important thing because that there is no end to this experimenting. There is no end to offer creation. There is no end to creating systems and procedures in your business because if your business is growing and alive, it's, it's always going to be shifting and changing. So Brian shared with us an acronym called HOWL, H-O-W-L, that will help you to not feel like you have to be a super founder, but rather invite you to collaborate with your team. Let's start with H. Highlight the problem. Tell your team what's going on. So I meet with my studio manager and I say, our onboarding process for new instructors is not working. Okay? So it's like, I just I just put it out there. You know, we don't pretend like it is working. I, I put the problem out there. Next is O. You openly admit that you don't know how to solve this. So I could say, I'm not sure what we need to do to make the onboarding process smoother, 
easier and more efficient for our instructors. So I just admitted as the founder, as the boss, I don't necessarily know how to solve this. Next is W, welcome other opinions. What do you think? What do you think about that? And this was a really awesome thing. I I wrote this down in my notes. He said, when you are talking, you aren't learning. You have to be quiet to listen. So it's so tempting to kind of want to like jump in. And I'm so guilty of that where I just kind of like interrupt people and they're saying something and it makes me think of something and I start talking. But when you do that, you're not full body listening. You're not really, really listening to hear what they have to say. So the final letter is L for listen. And when you do that, you kind of break down that wall of you don't have to have it all figured out. You're, you don't have to be a super founder. And it fosters connection with your employees, with your team. And it takes that pressure off of you. Like you don't have to have all the answers. It's okay to get support. And it will actually make your employees more loyal to you. It will actually draw them in closer to you because they will see that you are a person just like them. You don't have to be a superhero. The final takeaway that I want to share with you is from a presentation I saw by Mishonda Lindsay. And Mishonda, I'm going to be having her as a podcast guest. I'm super excited. So keep your eyes peeled for that. She is an executive coach and she is all about training people on yin leadership. So I'm sure you've heard of the yin and the yang So the yang is the doing and the strategy and kind of that masculine energy of doing, which, which you need to have, right? You, we absolutely need to have that. But what I have found is that none of us are lacking that. None of us are lacking the busyness, the doing, the actions. It's the other side, the yin leadership of slowing down, being present, being mindful, and allowing yourself to really check in with your heart. So one major takeaway that I had from Mishonda's uh, presentation is she said, the answers that you seek are inside of you. So often in business and in life, we are just hustling. We are running from thing to thing to thing, work to the kids to the dinner to the sleep to the and we are we're we're living in our heads we're up in our brains and we're trying to figure things out and what she reminded me of is that it's so important to practice and practice is the key word of moving from your head into your heart really listening into what she calls your inner heart And one of the easiest, quickest ways to do that is to take a pause, close down your eyes if it's safe, or just take a soft gaze and take a deep breath and just notice your breath without even trying to manipulate it or change the breath in any way. Just notice it. And you might start to notice that you start to deepen your breath as you actually pay attention to the breath. The 
the inhale might start to get longer, or the exhale might start to expand a little deeper. And just drawing your awareness into your heart space. And asking if your heart has a message for you. And this was an exercise that she led us through in this workshop. And when I did this exercise, I placed my hands over my heart because that just feels good to me to place my hands on my body in that way. It helps me to ground into myself and connect. I also uncrossed my legs so both my feet were planted firmly on the ground. And when she asked that question, what... What's the message that your heart has for you today? I heard something very clearly, and that was, you have nothing to prove. You have nothing to prove. And wow, that, that was, that moved me to tears. And I feel like it tied in so beautifully to the other presentations of the week, which is that in this world of business, in this world of creating companies that feel aligned with our values, with our beliefs, and creating company cultures that people want to be in. And being the kind of boss where people want to be in your energy, where it's a privilege, where they actually seek you out for mentorship because you're so grounded in yourself. It reminded me of that sense that I am enough in this moment. You are enough in this moment. That there's actually nothing to do or nothing to prove. You don't have to be a super founder. You just have to be a person. You just have to take it one day at a time and practice slowing down and just even taking a pause, taking a breath in your day, taking a pause at the beginning of a meeting and knowing that none of the founders the successful CEOs that you see on the cover of Forbes magazine, they're all learning as they go. They all are falling down daily and they're getting back up again. You don't have to have it all figured out in advance. You just have to show up each day and know that by slowing down and checking in with your heart, you can tap into your creativity to solve problems in your business. You can tap into productivity because you will be more clear on exactly how to time block your schedule for that day. This mental and emotional resilience piece, it's important for business, but more than that, it's just important for life to carry us through the hard times and the good times Because this path of life and getting older and growing a business, it's not linear. It's not you're done with this and then you never seek it again. 
when you are in the ring, you are continually learning and expanding and growing and falling down and making mistakes and getting back up and trying new things and that doesn't work, you try something else, you're exactly where you need to be. In this moment, you are enough, there is enough. Can you breathe into that space? And that is the energy that Mishonda shared with me in her presentation at Denver Startup Week. So I'm so excited to bring her on the podcast so she can share her medicine with you. I hope you found today's episode soul-nourishing and helpful. If you did, take a screenshot, share it on social media, send me an email, send me a DM. I absolutely love hearing from you. Don't forget to rate and review for my birthday tomorrow. I am so excited to continue showing up for you in this 42nd year around the sun. Let's do this thing. I'm Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for being here. Let's keep the dance party going by hanging out on social media together. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Marbury or dance with me on TikTok at Wedding Dance Coach. If you love today's show, be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.